you're if you're listening now, you're probably dropping into the middle of a very bizarre conversation between myself, Cleo, <laughs> and Janet Anscombe, because if anybody ever mentions the Eurovision, that's it. We're just gone on it. <laughs> Am I right, Janet? You are. And we've just been extolling, I think, Romania, France, Greece, Germany, Italy. <laughs> I don't know. Who Iceland, else, yeah. Iceland. I, you see, Iceland, I was, Iceland. I was so in love with the Icelandic song last year. Well, so was everybody. Um, Absolutely. And then they waited and, and were saying, OK, what are they going to do? Is it the same group? Yes, it was the same group. And so now the big Twitter debate last week when they finally released it was, is it as good as? And some people are going, is it better then? Or why is it similar to? And, you know, the defense was, it's the same artist with the same group. So, of course, it's going to be similar because that's it the is style. Similar. And yeah. I quite like it, actually. I, I like so many this year. I think it is a bumper year. As we were saying, it's almost as though everybody has got a burst of energy after not appearing on stage last year. I will have, I, my favorite is Portugal. It is right up my street, as Cheryl would say on The X Factor. That's right up my street. But I have to go back and listen again. Malta has a girl singing who won Junior Eurovision. Malta and, is always there or thereabout in the mix. Yeah, yeah. I don't and this girl that. knows how to put a song across. Excellent. And she won Junior Eurovision, and she'd be the first Junior Eurovision winner to win the contest. And it is, as of today, the favourite. Oh, cool. Well, I'll so have to check that one out. Malta is a bop. Good. Switzerland Again? is really good. Switzerland's lovely. Yeah, yeah. 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 There, there are so many this year. They could fill the final twice over. So, by, so Canary Casters, if you, like myself and Janet, are unashamedly Eurovision <laughs> fans, we're promising that very soon we're going to do a full Canary Cast simply and solely devoted to the Eurovision. And we're not going to mention restrictions or COVID or travel or Brexit. Or Brexit. No, none of that. We're just going to mention songs. And we're... What we want to do is make sure that we can play some of them legally first before we, we decide it. And it'll be an Absolutely. extra, I think, Janet. We kind of include it as an extra special one. I think it has to be because it is just such a release from all the crap that's going on in the world right now, whether it is protests that turn violent about the right to protest peacefully, whether it's about the AstraZeneca vaccine or COVID or I'm the Trump wall or yeah, our, our holiday rights, in, which are very yeah. important. Um, I mean, I have to say, I was driving home from the supermarket today, listening to, I don't know, either an Irish or a British radio station, having a just a right Barney about Vaccine nationalism. I mean, that's another one for the COVID bingo sheet. Vaccine nationalism. Yes. Vaccine yeah. patriotism. Um, and you're kind of going, really? We, are we going here? Are we now in a vaccine war? Is like, this where we are? And yeah, I, I, I'm are. not saying this because I want people to start texting us and taking sides. Please don't do that. But for God's sake, can people not just get their crap together and yes. start jabbing arms? That's really all we want, isn't it? Absolutely. And the only flag I want to see right now is the Eurovision Song Contest. There you go. I love it. I love it. <laughs> You've got my du point, Janet Anscombe. <laughs> Listen, guys, this is Canary Cast. We, we kind of started in the middle today. It is the 22nd of March. 
the 22nd of March. And it's just us today, Janet. We don't have any special guests. Um, we don't. It's just us. Your chickens are my cat decide to make a surprise appearance in the middle of our recording. Um, so listen, before we started to actually press the record button, we were trying to think of a clear line to explain current restrictions to people, but it is becoming so messily entangled. We don't know where to go, do we? No, it it is something at least that it isn't just us. It isn't just people like us. It isn't just the newspapers. It is Asho tells themselves saying, will you get your act together and get a clear message out there? And they're saying this to the Canarian government because as far as Ashotel is concerned, there is no clear messaging and everything is confused. And what confusion produces in the tourism sector is cancellations. Mm -mm. And they are experiencing cancellations now because they say of the Canarian government's not mixed messaging, but just lack of clarity. And we are now in a position where we have restrictions that are that have gone from a reinforced, not even the normal, a reinforced level two like level through to level plus. three, which, which is a level three plus. And we have Easter restrictions coming on board as well, which are national restrictions, which the Canaries have twiddled a little bit as they were allowed to do. And all you can do is say, okay, well, these are the rules for today. Yeah. And maybe the next week. And, the the Easter words come into force on the 26th, am I correct? Which is Friday of this yeah. week. Okay. The, the reinforce or the level three plus that we're under came in at midnight last night. Okay. And the Easter eggs come in um, on the midnight before the Friday. So they come in midnight as the start of Friday the 26th, the 26th of March. Okay. And they are in place until the end of Friday the 9th of April. So they cover the two weeks completely around the Easter weekend. Exactly. Exactly. Now, so there's so much that we probably can't say to people with 100% clarity, because as you say, it seems to be changing or shifting or down to interpretation, which doesn't help. But there's a couple of things we can say to people. Um, curfews, restaurant rules, um, home yes. gatherings and stuff like that. OK, so the curfew here in Tenerife, for instance, is from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. Am I right? Yes. OK, restaurants, Janet, what's the rule now as of from today in level three? The rule, as I understand it, is that nobody can consume anything inside um, an establishment, a bar or a, a restaurant or a cafe or whatever. It has to be outside. There's no service at the bar. There's no um, service inside. Everybody who consumes anything must be sitting at a table outside, so on the terrace. Mm -hmm. And terraces have to be no more than 50% full. Now, some of the smaller Canarian bars in particular have no outside terrace. So there are councils that are allowing them to use pavement, not roads, because they would then be a traffic hazard. But okay. if there's a pavement outside bar, as, as we've seen plenty of little Canarian towns, they have these bars and they open directly onto the pavement. 
those pavements now may well have a table or two okay. on them, but, but those are the restrictions. Okay. And I mean, again, just to remind people, if you do go and have dinner or have coffee and a, and a cake, I was, I, <laughs> it was the child's birthday the other day, so I was teaching her a bit of German that it was time for coffee and Kuchen. Kuchen. <laughs> so if people are having coffee and cake, they keep their mask on until their drink or their food arrives at their table, please. Uh, this is a rule. This is a rule that <laughs> it has had so many, so much complaint about it, but it is the rule. It has been clarified within an inch of its life. You can sit down at a table right now outside of a restaurant on their terrace or on the pavement, if that's where they put their tables, and you must wear your mask. It's not a case of you can take it off when you sit at the table. You wear the mask until you're actually putting something in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. that's mean, the rule they clarified this quite clearly is to protect the waiting staff as much as anyone because they would be bending over you to place items in front of you or clear them away exactly. so you're exactly you're not going to breathe on them and by the way you can't smoke in any of these establishments either inside or obviously outside you need to walk away to smoke no smoking smoking has become a thing that over the last i don't know decade or so it has become something that one almost does in secret and shamefacedly because it is frowned on in most places now and not allowed even on even outside in the open air if you are near a school or a hospital for example it, or it's any, not allowed. another human being i think at the moment exactly yeah now the, the other rule at the moment is groups now as of level three last night we can get together in groups of no more than four mm -hmm. unless they're unless they're a family group that lives together and if if you have six living together then you can be together but if you're not from the same household living together then you must not be in a group more than four in your own home in someone else's home in a bar or a restaurant doesn't matter from the 26th however that social group of four can still meet in bars and restaurants outside mm -hmm. but we may not get together with other people in our own homes between the 26th of March and the 9th of April. This is an Easter measure to stop families and friends getting together. As we've said before, Easter celebrations in Southern Mediterranean countries tend to be very group focused and people want to get together with neighbors and extended family. That is not allowed from the 26th of March to the 9th of April. We cannot be in our own homes with anyone other than those we live with. Okay, so you can't call down to your neighbor, your aunt, your mother, your friend. Okay, yeah. so just keep that in mind, guys. Okay. Um, now, so as we're speaking of visits, there's one kind of nice bit of news that it, that it just seems to have emerged today is that um, you can now on five of the seven islands visit uh, re relatives in old people's homes if, they if that relative has received both of their vaccinations. So that's a change and that's a relaxation. That's a little bit of good news. That is very good news because people in these establishments often are of an age and of a mental setup that needs physical mm. companionship and proximity from people they're familiar with. But their as, family. as we have said a couple of times on this podcast, Janet, if you have a relative in a care home here and you're wondering why they haven't been vaccinated, double check that the care home is a registered care home. 
that it is registered with the health service. In fact, I, I spoke with Charmaine Arboon, who is our the British consul. She was over here for a few days and I recorded an interview with her that will be going out on the very first English time just after Christmas. So I'm, I'm not going to play it now. But I asked her again about vaccinations and she was very, very strong in saying to people, if you only have a private health provider here in the Canary Islands, if you are not registered with the public health system, there is a possibility, she thinks, of having of registering temporarily. But what she advised was that people should go to their health centre. Now, I have said this before, and people have said they've gone to Adeche or they've gone to Armenimi, which would be in my borough, and have been told they need to go to Granadilla, which is the social services centre in the south of Tenerife. So that maybe is where you need to go. But I would still say to people, if they are very worried about not getting vaccinated, if they have never registered with the health service, but they are legally resident here, not swallows, but legally resident here, I would still with an interpreter, if you need, or a translator, call into your local health centre first and ask what the procedure is, because that is the vaccination rollout is still going to be through public health channels for now in Spain. And I think that's really important <coughs> to emphasise. Yeah, I'm getting a lot of feedback on this at the moment, a very great deal of feedback from private patients here in the Canaries. And some of them are saying that they have done this, that they've been to the health centres. This is Santiago del Tere, Guerizora, Adeje, San Miguel, Granadilla. Um, they've been to local surgeries in these areas and been told, no, there is not a chance. The SIP system, the temporary one, is available in uh, Comunidad Valenciana, but it, it, ah, there it, you isn't go. it isn't available in the Canaries. The official line, from the Spanish government is still that private patients must speak to their insurance companies. And this instruction has been the biggest cause of my mailbag exploding because people have been in touch as instructed with their insurance companies um, who have been told by the Spanish government to get involved in this because they have patients that need vaccinating and Spain wants everybody to get the vaccine because it's a public health issue of course it, you know it's, it's not a case of you're not one of our patients go away <clears throat> they want everybody to have it but they they have a state system that is a devolved power so the state system liaises with health departments in the regions throughout spain they have to have a framework within which to distribute and then administer the vaccine and the private patients are not visible to the state system. So they've been told to approach their insurers. The insurers have been told by the government in Spain to speak to their regional government's health departments to see how they can coordinate with the municipios to get private patients vaccinated. My mailbag suggests that universally, insurance companies are saying, oh, we never heard about that. No, we never heard a thing about that. Nobody's told us anything. No, you're not entitled to this. Someone was actually told that as a private patient, they were categorically not entitled to the vaccine, which is absolutely the opposite of what the government is saying. At the moment, I don't know where people go, but no. if someone were to take or to start thinking in terms of a class action against one particular insurance company or another, I think that might be a way of increasing pressure. 
right now because short of forcing the insurers to get involved, which the government can't do because they're private companies, so it needs legal action. The government isn't going to take legal action, but I fail to see how to force insurance companies to do the right thing without legal action right now. I mean, I do know that one person who contacted me was told, I think by the Armenimi Health Centre, that they should go to Granadilla. So that is currently the route that they have been advised to take. Um, that would be good if that's possible. And it, I'd love to know feedback from anyone who's, who's gone that route. A couple of things. I mean, I would say to people in general, when this is over, before the next big thing happens, it costs nothing to register as a public patient. It costs absolutely nothing and the benefits outweigh the lack of negatives because there aren't any. So when things have died down, just go along and register. So then you're on the system. You don't have to update yourself. You don't have to go and see a doctor. Oh, that's right. Um, that's right. But at some stage, get yourself on the public health system. Apart from anything else, I mean, I have my medical card from the public health system. And if I am in Barcelona or Valencia or, or, I don't know, Deportivo de La Coruña, and something happens to me, I go along to their local health centre and with my card, they in seconds, they have my full medical history. Exactly. And it is exactly. really, there is... really beneficial. Yeah. And it's a system that works. So, you know, I would say to anybody, when the, the panic has died down, when hopefully we're all vaccinated, and when there's a bit of breathing space within the health service, just pop along and get yourself registered. Nothing to lose. Yeah. It's a win-win. Absolutely. Listen, while we're still on restrictions, Janet. Oh, in fact, no, while we're still on vaccinations, again, there seems to be news that the Spanish government will move towards changing the parameters slightly of who is going to get the AstraZeneca. Now, I had been worried about this because it looked like I wasn't going to be eligible because I'm over 55, surprisingly. Um, <laughs> but it now looks like they're going to go up to over 65s or they're waiting for a confirmation of that. Am I right? Yeah, that's right. They, they are um, throughout Europe today. In fact, there are decisions being taken because the European Medicines Agency has said that they need to carry on investigating um, potential links with thrombosis with AstraZeneca. But although there is a link, they can't rule out um, causality. Okay. Nonetheless, they think that overwhelmingly it is safe to continue and that these side effects, when they show up, are so rare, relatively speaking, that although they must be investigated, of course, mm -hmm. there is no reason to stop the programme. At which point, virtually all the governments, I think, in Europe said, OK, well, we'll resume now, but some are looking at restricting to certain age groups. And Spain's decision on age group restrictions, specifically for AstraZeneca, is coming this afternoon. Carolina Darius, who's the um, the... Spanish health minister is going to make an announcement this afternoon after speaking to the Interterritorial Council of Health Departments from around the country. Good. So we will know later today, AstraZeneca is going to resume, but we will know if it's going to be restricted or not to certain ages. I mean, from a personal point of view, I now probably have more, faith is the wrong word, I am even more happy to take it because I know that every time there's an issue, they're looking into it rather than saying, I sure to be grand. You know, I have more yeah. confidence 
now and the AstraZeneca vaccine than I might have had in the past. So I'll take whatever I get give, to be to be honest. Um, I agree. I agree. There is um, there is an element. I mean, I think people react best to openness. And, and the fact is, this is experimental. Yeah. It, it isn't a proven vaccine like polio or rubella oh. or smallpox, which has been eradicated because of the uh, a vaccine. But nonetheless, it is still an approved vaccine. So there's no, it's not experimental in the sense that they haven't got a clue whether it'll work or not. They know right. it works. They know it works and they know it is generally safe with potential for some rare side effects to arise as with any experimental vaccine that must then be um, must be investigated and that's exactly what they're doing mm. and it was the same thing with Spanish flu they had a very rare side effect with the Spanish flu vaccine in 1918 which was narcolepsy and people would, would just fall asleep out of out of nowhere and that can in some cases be life-threatening, but it was something like 0.005% of people who had the vaccine. But because it was quite a clear um, effect, however rare, they had to investigate it. Okay. And it's only through investigating, they then know. So if there's a family, for example, with a history of narcolepsy, they wouldn't be given the vaccine. That's why they do, yeah. you know, it's in order to, um, be able to rule out people who may not have it because of particular family circumstances. So if there's a history of thrombosis in a, in a family, they're, they won't... Then they wouldn't be given AZ. They'll give them exactly. the Moderna or the, or the Pfizer or something. Or the Pfizer, or the, or the Janssen now, although the Janssen's a similar vector vaccine, so they might... But, but this is why they do this. It's overwhelmingly safe. And if they ring next week and say, come for your vaccine, I'll be going. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I'll of course I'll be going. Away. <laughs> Drop in for coffee. <laughs> absolutely. But beforehand, because I don't want to have to deal with your blood clots afterwards. <laughs> no, absolutely. And before the 26th, because we're not allowed to go. That's right, yeah. Damn it. Damn it. <laughs> Listen, okay. Final question, because we're popping all over the place today. I've had a few queries from people who run theatre and dance schools about what the new restrictions mean. Now, from what I can gather, and this also applies to churches I have seen, to religious buildings under level three, that they can have, and correct me if I'm wrong, up to 33% capacity, as long as people wear masks and they maintain the social distance of two meters. Is that your understanding as well, Janet? Yes, it is. Okay. So that's from today in level three? Yes, that is my understanding that um, religious, services the gyms you, you name it all the sorts of things that people like to do they they can continue to do them but only up to 33 but they won't be only religious service in gyms as far as we're aware exactly <laughs> okay um <laughs> sorry just trying to be silly trying to be <laughs> silly not working uh right what else are we looking at um travel restrictions now here's one because it would seem to be at the moment, or certainly from the 26th at Easter, that we can still get visitors coming in from Germany, but we can't get them coming in from Madrid. That would seem to be the case. The one thing that might um, interest people from the UK today is that the list of risk countries has been updated again, and the UK remains on it. 
um, most of the world remains on it, in fact. But Germany, yeah, they can they can come, except that Germany has the canaries on a blacklist. Okay. They are considered to be at risk. So as far as Germany is concerned, Germans shouldn't be coming here. But I don't think there is an actual ban on them coming here. As far as Spain is concerned, Germany is not a problem. Okay. Although Angela Merkel is talking today about a new lockdown for Germany because a third wave is beginning to come through. I think all we can say is that we are going to be playing ping pong with this for a very long time. And people just, unless people just stay the hell where they are. We've gone, we've, we've passed the year mark. So, you know, let's let's pretend we're in the home stretch. <laughs> Absolutely. <Let's pretend. laughs> Absolutely. Okay, well, listen, on that note, I think we're, we're dwindling to the end today. And I'm going to just, I want to mention one little thing that is happening. Um, people know I'm back at work in Adeche. And one of the things that I kind of helped create as part of the Adeche Book Fair, which is in April, is a foreign language author section, which kind of grew and grew over the years and has become great fun. This year, as last year, the book fair is going to be a digital event. But what we've already established, and next week I'll have the full details, is we're going to do a live streaming workshop with foreign authors, which will be an hour long um, towards the end of April. And I, you know, there's, there is a kind of cohort of English, mostly English language authors who are based here in Tenerife. And there now they work together as a group and they meet quite a lot. In fact, Joe Coley and, and Gemma Metcalf were just announcing details the, the other day that they have, you know, co-signed a contract for a new combined. I read about that. That sounds so exciting. Yeah, that's brilliant news. So yes. and they will both be taking part. They've already both confirmed that they're taking part in this brilliant. event. So anybody else out there who might be interested they can actually get in touch with us on, on Anchor FM, where this podcast is uploaded, or through your website, or on the Adeche Town Hall Facebook page if they want to send me a direct message. Next week, I will give the date and time of the live streaming event. But I'm delighted that we're going to be doing this again this year, because it's always great oh, fun. Yeah, it's brilliant. And, and these are real talents, real literary talents in, in our own little island. And Very much so. With an international presence. I mean, Gemma is, is obviously up and coming. I've met her once, or, or seen her be in the At same the book fair. space as her once. But, but Joe, I, I've met a few times, and, and brilliant writer, and everybody loves his work. What those two together it's could come up so with exciting. Is, is actually quite exciting because the styles are so very, very, very different. Yeah, I mean, Joe, if anybody hasn't read Joe, either of them, if you haven't read Joe Medcalf, if you haven't read Joe Coley, look, go and find them. I mean, Joe yeah. is a kind of a, a Tenerife, Douglas Adamsy kind of very dry, caustic wit. And Gemma's a really good psychological thriller writer. What a combo. I mean, is, is it Doug Adams? Absolutely. Is it good omens all over again? Who knows what we're going to be? Yeah, it, it sounds to. very, very exciting. One thing, just before we finish, that's that's a great thing to announce, Reese. And of course, we already know, don't we, that the Adeje Passion the passion play for Easter, that's not going to happen because obviously there were so many crowds that attended. There are thousands, that yeah. It cannot possibly. Today also, Gia de Zora, um, Ayunta Miento, has announced that now we're in level three plus, the Pascua Florida, which is a beautiful um, display of flowers that represent 
Well, that they are floral displays placed through the old town of, through the Casco of Gear de Zora. Each year for Easter, and they represent what Catholics will know as the Stations of the Cross. Mm -hmm. And they are stunning floral displays. It didn't, didn't happen last year because COVID was new. And this year, they have spent the last, I, I don't know, couple of months at least, putting together a program where they could do it safely. Wonderful. And except, no, because of now level three plus oh. they've had to cancel. So Thanks. they just announced today that very sadly, after all their efforts, it's not actually going to go ahead either. So we all have to hope that next year we'll have a bit of Easter flowers and passion and all yeah, and celebration. You know, celebration will be back to normal. But will any of us hold our breath for back to normal anymore? I don't know. Again, I you know, I think back to normal is a phrase that would kind of maybe park for the time being because we need Absolutely. to go ahead. Yeah. You know, it's I, a new world, isn't it? Things. I expect to be wearing masks for the next couple of years, even if I'm vaccinated, or to at least always have a clean one in my back pocket. Because um, I think that's, that's I think that's with us now. I think that's with us now for a while. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we just like I think most people have accepted that, and you just we just get on with it, don't we? Certainly, I yeah, again I've said this every time. I am so in awe of the younger generation. I mean, all people give out about the kids that drink on the streets or maybe having parties on the, the beach or whatever. They have now lost. If you're 16 or 15, you've lost a year of your life already. Yeah. A year where you were growing exactly. and maturing, a year where you're supposed to be making friends, making mistakes, doing things you shouldn't be doing, doing a lot of the stuff you should be doing. And yet they've just kind of accepted that this is what they have to put up with. Um, and I, I'm really in awe of them, to be honest. I am as well. I, I do think, though, that in that age, although looking back, I, I mean, a year, it, it's a hell of a time. It's a hell of a long time when you're that age. Yeah. It's a huge amount of life to lose at that age. And yet they are so adaptable. They're so flexible. Yeah. I'm in awe of that. But we do become more rigid, don't we? We become less flexible as we get older. So we, we find... It's almost harder than younger ones to, Very to deal much. with that. And we get and as was, our ways and we think we're right we about everything. <laughs> <laughs> we do. As I was saying just before we started recording, I feel very privileged um, that and grateful that I can hunker down in the mountains, which is the way I prefer to live anyway, yeah. and get around the risk factor by actually just staying at home and I do understand how lucky I am to be able to do that but yeah I am in awe of the way teenagers who are never the easiest group to get along with how they've handled this is spectacular yeah and they you know yeah they can be narky or they might be the rule breakers at times but They've seen, I mean, I've had questions from kids saying, will this affect my future? Is this going to affect what I want to study? Is this going to affect my plans for 2022? And normally as adults, we're supposed to have the answers and I don't have the answers. I say, I hope not, but I don't know. And yeah. they just get on with it because they know they can't do anything right now. And the only way they can get on with it is by at least keeping some of the rules, you know? I tell you what though, Given how flexible they've been and how well they've done, and given the fact that we are heading to a new world, possibly not just a new normal, I'm glad it's in their hands. Yeah, I am not too. Our, you know, because I think 
we haven't got the bloody solution, have we? No. Our generation. If they're getting so, through this in one piece and they're remaining sane, you know, maybe things aren't going to be that bad in the future. <laughs> no, I'm glad that I'm glad it'll be theirs to deal with because we haven't done the best we could. No. But you and I try sometimes, Janet. On a Monday, we try. We do brilliantly, you and I. I think we do marvelous. <laughs> we try. I mean, please. It's down to us. <laughs> All right, my love. All right. Well, listen, I will take it upon myself this week to find out if we have copyright to play Eurovision songs. And then we shall announce to the world when we're going to actually release our Eurovision Canary cast. And we're going to have to nail our colours to the mast, aren't we? Well, I'd say, okay, here's going to be the rule. We can have three favourites each. Oh, good. <laughs> I mean, God, if we wanted to go really over the top, we could actually do a voting from 12 all the way down. We could. We could. That's a thought. Ooh, ooh, That's a thought. Oh. All right, that's something to think about. <laughs> Until this day next week, Janet, and to all of our listeners, stay safe. Stay safe, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Thank you.